Tim Lacombe, Jake Scott joining us now. 113-106, Jazz win their 21st straight at home, their eighth straight overall. They move to 37-11 on this remarkable season. Yeah, Rudy Gobert, man, it just, um, he just gets better. He just, you can see him grow, and he made a couple offensive plays tonight. It was not about his offense tonight, but he made a couple offensive plays tonight that I thought were another level. Um, again, coming off a roll, does a great job of catching the tough ball, drop step, scores it. I thought the one-time pass, uh, he got it on the roll, made a really quick flip to the corner. Um, but then just what he did defensively, David, you talked about it all night. While he was out there, you know, it was pretty much a shutout. And, um, you know, I just can't get enough of watching this dude. I don't know what the numbers are going to show, but, I mean, we had the numbers before the game started that this, these guys, Vucevic and Levine, are as bothered by any two players in the NBA as Rudy, and it was just so obvious early in this game. Yeah, the two the two blocks, you know, the one early early in the in the game, and then that the way that it ended, that was so fitting. Uh, that's like you say, Rudy doesn't want him to get an easy one, doesn't want to give up two points, and goes ahead and blocks it and saves it. That's just a great way to end that game. What is it, it was either going to go one or two ways. I mean, you were, you get not block nine shots, or as a team, Chicago, you um, and Rudy blocks nine shots. Either you're going to show some pride or whatever, you're going to come back and challenge him or you're going to be afraid of it. And, and I think, you know, they were afraid of him. I mean, they just never got close enough to the basket. They start shooting floaters from eight feet away. Vucevic, a, Vucevic was 3 of 12 when Rudy was on the floor tonight. One of those is over, over uh, Royce O'Neal. Wow. That's, I mean, all-star. Right. Eastern Conference all-star. Right. I, I guess, yeah. That would be like... Triple A. <laughs> here's the final numbers of the night. With Gobert on the floor, the Bulls shoot 28 of 63. With him off the floor, they shoot 15 of 26. Mm. That Rudy's pretty good. I get it. It's not sexy. It's not beautiful. It's not highlight. It doesn't lead games. And, and I understand and I, you know, I don't know who you're taking off the list, but it's just laughable to me that he's not on these lists for the MVP of the league when we're three games better than everyone else in the league. Three games a lot, by the way. Like, I know it sounds like, oh, it's just three games. We've only played, like, 50 games. Like, we only played, four, what did we play, 48 games. Like, up by three is a lot. Yeah, this is the 48th game, and Jazz are four games ahead of last year's pace. Right, like, I actually don't care anymore who you take off the list. He just should be on it, and then you figure out who you should take off because he's not the one that should be left out. Boone, can I ask you a question about uh, the, the mentality of a player real quick when, in regards to Rudy and kind of what you were talking about with him going to the basket? How much of a factor is the I don't want to look bad on TV factor? There is there's something to that. Uh, when you, you take in consideration guys that – that are penetrators and can normally do what they want when they get around the basket and, and used to scoring at the rim. Uh, I know from experience, you know, guys that I play with, Kareem or whatever, Wilt Chamberlain, guys like that that block shots, you get in the paint, you start looking for them. Where are they? Uh, and, and it's not like you look, you're looking for that next option for that next pass that you can make. You're looking for those guys first, and then maybe, you know, that next pass that, that you can make. There's, there's, there's a certain amount of intimidation or respect that you have for guys like that that, that can protect the rim. Jake, I'm with Ron 100% that I think that the answer is that a lot of guys don't want to get embarrassed. I actually think this is different. Okay. They know they're going to miss. It's a low percentage shot just because of Right, Rudy. they know they're right. going to miss. Yeah. Like... Vukovic is not shooting because he's scared he's going to get blocked. He knows he can't get the shot off. Right. Hmm. Like, they know, I mean, I guess, like, and, or it's not the fact that they're embarrassed that they're going to get blocked. They're just going to get blocked. Like, they just can't. Like, there was a play, maybe three plays into the game. I don't know if, like, Alex can pull, like, the third play of the game just out of randomness. 
But, like, I think the third play of the game, my call is they Vukovic gets it, drives, pump fakes, pump fakes, kicks out. Someone drives, gives it up, kicks it. Like, it was the third play of the game. They just clearly, the nine block shots in the night before, last time were still relevant. You look like hot potato. You, you start watching game film. I mean, it's something that every team does before you play the Utah Jazz or whoever you're playing. You're watching game film. And you're watching game film, and you're driving to the basket, and, and Rudy's blocking shots. So, you know, coaches start trying to create some kind of an offense to treat Rudy away from the basket. Quinn's creating a defensive scheme to keep Rudy close to the basket. Now, but Rudy's always there. You know, it's not, not a lot you can do. The, the spurt to me that won this game, you know, offensively, that the end of that third quarter, the way they finished that, I, and David, you made mention of it during the broadcast, that, I mean, that's, that's why these guys are so good. They, they have that ability to just crank it down like that and, uh, and really push the ball, get out, and get some easy baskets in transition. I thought Quinn, I, I saw some new sets tonight. Um, they, they ran kind of a horn set with the two guards at the top and ended up getting it on the wing, refusing the ball screen, and then bringing Clarkson back off a double stagger. They ran that a couple times, and I thought that was absolutely beautiful. I hadn't seen that this year. See, see that come out of a timeout there uh, sometimes, right. yep. you know, with, especially for Clarkson because he can come off of it. He comes off of it pretty hard, and, and he, he's very good catch. And he's gonna let it fly. For and the then, most part. But and then that the third play. quarter you were talking about was Boyan had nine in that quarter. But the threes that that, that were made was the back-to-back threes, one by Joe Ingles and then George Niang or something like. Yeah, that. that's right. Yeah, yeah. And, and the end of the play at the end of the the half that could have been a a foul, right? That they reviewed. That was an unbelievable play with a couple seconds left, going full court. It's just I love the imagination. I love that there's always. You know, a plan for how to get a basket. You know, how much time staff. do we have here? Let me let me ask Coach something here. I'm done. I'm I'm all I'm okay. somewhere else right now. Okay. You hear coaches. Uh, Quinn says this quite a bit, and and he he says that you know consistently get better uh, is the most important thing uh, part of this team. And and you're looking how great the Jazz are playing, and how and how much better can this team get going into the playoffs? Um, do they peak? I mean, do they get to the point where, you know, this is it and you just can't um, – we got a visitor here that shouldn't be back here. I'm sorry, guys. <laughs> you got to go, dude. Like, we're on the air here. Like, uh, You understand what I mean, Coach? Yeah, yeah, totally. And, yeah. and I would answer the way I'd say that is I think, um, to me, it's just little – it's little tightening. It's little focus things. You know, uh, the, when the Jazz gets stagnant and the ball doesn't move, um, you know, they maybe lose focus on a transition defense, you know, situation. And I think that's where they just tighten it down. You're never going to play a perfect game. But I think as you can clean up those lapses, those are the things that I see. But from, a, you know, just a systemic point of view, this, I think this team, you know, has pretty much played on – you know, on go the whole the whole year. They've had some ups and downs, but it will be just tightening everything down. I think that's what's going to be the next, you know, 24 or whatever games prior to the playoffs. 24. Mm-hmm. Uh, gentlemen, fine work, Thank as you. always. I mean, yeah. the, the math game here is that they keep getting these games. Like this one, the one these games are supposed to get, the math gets on their side, so it gets pretty cool. I was always bad at math. Me La- too. Lacombe? Yes, sir. I, I, I'm upset with you. Why? Well, because you interned when I was program director, I think, and you went on to coaching. And and I didn't get to the Final you Four. You didn't do what Adia just did. Well, I get Sweet 16. That's pretty good. Yeah, I mean. I mean, I just want, I want credit for everything, whether I have anything to do with it or not. Oh, yeah, you, you have a whole chapter right. in my book. Okay. All right. All right. Dodging is called dodging <laughs> pencils. <laughs> <laughs> well, I never threw a pencil at Adia. No. I'm pretty excited for her. So. That's really cool. Congrats. Thanks, guys. See you, guys. 113 to 106 is your final Jazz win tonight. We're breaking it down next on the Jazz Radio Network. Jazz game night postgame show here on the Jazz Radio Network. Jake Scott, coach Tim Lacombe, make it eight in a row for the Utah Jazz. They beat the Chicago Bulls tonight, 113 to 106. 
Coach, uh, you know, the Jazz tried to pull away at various times, give the Bulls credit. They they fought hard. They kept it within uh, reach. There a couple of big shots down the stretch, and Jazz hold on to get another victory. Yeah, I thought the Jazz played really pretty well for the most part. Um, got off to a little bit of a, a slow start, but then, um, you know, they, they just stayed the course and really made the most important thing the most important thing, and that was the defensive end. Um, it's hard not to when you've got Rudy out there playing the way he was. Um, it really was tonight, watching him when he was on the floor, it was like a, uh, you know, when you get to the, we're, we just started the baseball season, so when you get to your first starter and you got your ace out there and you feel great. Uh, so while Rudy's out there, you know, the defense is going to be better. But tonight I thought everybody was locked in. Um, it really was those, those defensive, the defensive effort and then the way the, the Jazz really kind of executed um, down the stretch to get that win. Donovan Mitchell had 26 tonight, uh, 7 of 21 shooting, 2 of 9 from 3. But you got to like this number, Tim. 10 of 10 from the line. Donovan out there being really aggressive. And, and we're, you know, we're not too far removed um, from where Donovan wasn't getting to the line much at all. Yeah. So um, I think his aggression and the way he's really tried to uh, come out from in the very beginning of the game and kind of put pressure on the defense, I think that's helped. Um, and he's just he's doing a better job at creating contact on his drives as opposed to to shying away from contact. Clarkson with 19 coming in off the bench. You mentioned Rudy, 19 points, 13 boards, a couple of blocks for Rudy. Uh, Rudy tonight, six of seven from the field, seven of eight from the line. He's just he's something else. And I'm I mean it's hard on the radio. Uh, you know, obviously if I could pull up a screen, we could watch some of the plays I refer to. But Rudy made some next level plays tonight. Um, plays that even uh, eight weeks ago he wasn't quite making. Um, he's really finishing around the rim with authority, and it doesn't matter if he cups, comes up and under um, or if he's catching it on the roll. He's just way more comfortable, especially that situation when there's a guy standing there. He knows more how to navigate that, and he's also using the pass out on the roll really well. So I, I can't say enough about his growth, and, and you know, you would feel like he's really one of the elite players in the game right now, but he, he is getting better. We talked about it off the air. Rudy's a learner. He, he works on stuff. You can see Rudy develop stuff through, I mean, throughout his career, there's a number of different examples, starting when he first got in the league with his hands, not fouling, shooting free throws, free throws, those sorts of things. And now he just keeps adding and adding and adding. Never doubt Rudy. And I will say that success and, and seeing, you know, kind of the fruits of all the hard work you put in just motivates you even more. And he's got to be able to see now, you know, I, I, I play the guitar, Jake. So, you know, when I can figure out a riff and I can get a little further up and kind of understand how things work, I can see that with Rudy's game right now. He, he's now starting to do the things that he's been told, as you said, he's a learner and he's, he sees things on film and he's able to implement that stuff. So I just think, um, you know, this, it's amazing that a guy that good is, is really still kind of making steps to improve. And, uh, that's, that's something you got to love if you're a jazz fan. All right. With that, we will say good night to our network stations. Next broadcast coming your way tomorrow night. Uh, tip off will be at seven o'clock jazz taking on the Orlando magic, uh, at least earlier today, heard a, a rumor there's still upper bowl tickets available. So 801-355-DUNK, jump on that while they're uh, still there. Your opportunity to see the Jazz play tomorrow night. Uh, take it on the Magic again, tip off at 7 o'clock. For those of you sticking around with us, we'll have sound from the locker room for you. We'll continue to break this one down as well. 113 to 106 is your final Jazz. Beat the Bulls right here on the Jazz Radio Network. Jazz game night post game show here on the Jazz Radio Network. It's brought to you by Mark Miller Subaru, Utah's only negotiation free Subaru retailer. Jazz have now won eight in a row. They beat the Bulls 113 106. Jake Scott, coach Tim Lacombe with you. We'll get you uh, post game sound coming up here momentarily. But let's get to your sharp stats of the game brought to you by the Les Olson Company. Les Olson Company, your office technology partner. Tonight, the Jazz shot uh, 46.8% from the field. 36.1% from three, 13 of 36. They did go to the line 27 times, 26 of 27 from the line. Led by Donovan Mitchell, 26 points, 7 of 21 shooting, 10 of 10 from the line. Donovan had five assists and three rebounds as well. Jordan Clarkson with 19 coming in off the bench. Rudy Gobert, 19 points, 13 rebounds. He had a couple of blocks. 
Bogdanovich had uh, 18. Mike Conley with 13 to go along with five assists. A very balanced performance from the Utah Jazz tonight, Coach. Yeah, I loved um, – I liked Boyan tonight. I thought Boyan was really good. Uh, Quinn went to him again when he, he had the smalls on him. He, it was like uh, he took Kobe White down there like Tony Jones takes guys at 24-hour fitness, I'm sure, and just wore them out. You know what I'm saying? Nice Tony Jones drop there. Yeah, because <laughs> I know he plays a lot. He does. And I'm sure he finds guys to pick on. You know, Tony not the tallest, though, so I don't know how the post game would go. Tony strikes me as the corner three guy. But, you know, he's he, he's got that back down game. Okay. I guarantee All he's right. got the old school back down game. <laughs> anyway, Bogdanovich has found a way to make that effective. He did it at the beginning of tonight's game, too, where uh, they tried to get away with putting Zach Levine on him, and they did, that didn't work. They switched out of that quick. Yeah, when you can get him eight for 15, um, you know, he, he's been playing way better, and he was really active on the glass. He ended up with eight eight rebounds. Uh, I thought Boyan was really solid tonight. Yeah, absolutely. And, uh, you know, we can't say enough about Mike Conley, who just continues to make this club better. Uh, 13 points, five assists. Didn't have quite the fourth quarter he did against Memphis, but solid effort from him as well. I love the five-to-one assist to turnover. You know, that just speaks to what you talked about in the pregame. Why do things work better? He just gets – he understands how to make a simple play to get things moving. I thought he was really good in ball screen tonight. Made a couple of uh, shots off the bounce, you know, behind the three-point line on, on the ball screen that I thought were pivotal. But, yeah, Mike is – Mike's in a really, really good spot. Five for 13, like you said. And uh, his plus-minus tonight, he's only a plus-three, which is interesting because that usually kind of follows more like a, a bigger number. But, yeah, I, I loved what Mike did tonight. For the Bulls, Zach Levine. Oh, uh, well, actually, I take that back. Thaddeus Young led the way for the Bulls with 25 points on 11 of 17 shooting. Zach Levine had 23. Vucevic had 16. Sadaransky had 10. Valentine had 12 coming in off the bench. Thaddeus Young gave him all sorts of trouble there in the fourth quarter. Man, uh, he only has a left hand, but he knows a lot of ways to get to that left hand, doesn't he? Yeah, he has a lot of, of kind of... He sets people up, you know, thinking he's going to go one way, uh, really elevates on his shot and has a really great touch. All those things are really important for a score. I've always liked that. He's young. I think he's uh, he's one of those guys that just makes your team better. Um, you know, had a big offensive night tonight, but sometimes it's on the glass and sometimes it's uh, uh, rebound or excuse me, uh, sometimes it's defensively. But I thought he was he was really good tonight. In fact, David made one call. He said no one can stop that. He is young. Um, and, and he was, he was going tonight. Well, um, he was going mainly in the fourth quarter, at least against Derek favors. And then jazz called the timeout, put Rudy Gobert back in the game and that, and then he gave him the, that helped out, uh, the that tumble. Helped out a little bit. Yeah. No more. I mean, you know, favors is, is certainly a good option coming in off the bench to spell Rudy, but nobody in this league is Rudy Gobert. No one is Rudy Gobert. And, uh, you know, I used to love the fact that I got to watch so much Carl and John back in the day. Like we're watching a great, one of the greats, seriously. This guy, like I talked about, his, his development, but his instinct, man, his, his ability and instinct to understand what's going on on the floor and always kind of guess right. It's not guessing. It's obviously he's studied it. So to always be in the right spot, it's remarkable. All right, let's get some postgame sound going. Let's start things off with Jazz head coach Quinn Snyder. Hi, Coach. We'll get started with Tony Jones, the athletic. Coach, what does it say, you know, that you guys can are able to tough out a game uh, in, that, in, in the manner that you did tonight? And uh, what were your thoughts, overall thoughts on, on your guys' play tonight? Well, that, that's similar to what I, I told our team. I, I thought, you know, there were some things that, that happened in the game, you know, that, that we're going to see. And, you know, we'll have opportunities to see those things now and work on them and, and be better. But, um, you know, as you said, uh, thought we really competed down the stretch. And, um, you know, it, it's been, you know, the, the, give credit to Chicago. You know, Thad was, was really good on the post and uh, Zach made shots late. Um, but I, I thought we did a good job of, you know, being efficient on offense down the stretch and then um, picked, up, picked it up some on the defensive end as well. Next up, Kristen Kenny, Jaws TV. Can you just elaborate more, Coach, on picking it up on the defensive end? I know points in the paint was a little bit of an issue tonight, and then you mentioned Young getting going in the fourth quarter, and 
then you guys switched to zone there. Well, we, you know, we tried to mix it up a little bit that, that you know, something they were setting a simple cross screen and we didn't execute that well. So, you know, as you said, you know, Thad was able to get the ball deep. Um, we needed to give more help. Um, those are things that, um, that we haven't seen a lot of that, that we need to continue to be better on, um, you know, as, as just guarding those actions, regardless of, of going zone at some point, you know, doing that just change, is going to, you know, impact the game a little bit, but at the same time, um, you know, we want to execute better on the defensive end in some of those actions we were seeing, you know, Markinen's pick and roll. Um, he's peeled and slipped out almost, you know, the majority of the time. And they did a good job with him rolling tonight. We, we didn't, we didn't get under him and take that roll away. So again, some things that we're going to see and we'll have a chance to, to dig in and, and do better. Eric Walden, Salt Lake Tribune. When they outscore you on the fast break, 10 to nothing in the first half, you guys only get three fast break points yourselves the entire game. How did you feel about the effort in transition tonight uh, both ways? Um, well, first of all, I, I don't know what fast break points are. <laughs> so um, those tend to be, to me, a little bit misleading. In this case, it's not. Um, we didn't run like we wanted to. Um, I thought when we were crashing the offensive boards, we got buried sometimes and we're trying to come behind um, where we weren't in a position uh, to get back. And as you said, early in the game, um, they got out on us and there were some uh, when they had numbers. You know, Levine got to the rim. Uh, a number of those guys got to the rim and we weren't urgent enough in transition. So, uh, you know, I, I think our offense has to help our defense. And, you know, getting back is, is crucial for us, as you know, I've talked about a lot. Last question, Andy Larson, Salih Tribune. When it seemed like Bogey had a big part in the game early and, and kind of scoring in some unique ways that maybe some of the other guys don't usually do, what, what do you like about what he's done um, offensively in the last couple of games? Well, he, he's, when he's gotten in the paint, you know, he's been under control. Um, you know, with his size, he's able to, to oftentimes shoot over. Um, but as I said, he's been under control playing off two feet. And then when he did drive the ball, I thought he did a good job of kind of getting the shoulder in and extending him. He made a couple of those drives to the rim. So, um, you know, he's a heck of a player and he's going to continue to have good games. And, you know, he had one tonight where he, he really helped us. Thanks, Coach. We'll see you tomorrow. Look at that, uh, Coach Snyder talking exactly what Coach Lacombe was uh, talking about as far as Boyan Bogdanovich. Uh, you know, it's uh, it's a weapon, and it's another way to score. But it is uh, he he is really good. He's way better with his back to the basket, and when he catches that thing, he plays with great poise, and he plays slow. He he sees things, um, and I love it as an option. I think you're going to see that be a pretty pivotal part of the Jazz in the playoffs. I think Boyan scoring in the post or, or facilitating in the post will be uh, one piece that I think Quinn uses a lot. Want to remind you about our friends at Mark Miller Subaru, Utah's only negotiation-free Subaru retailer and the official Subaru partner of the Utah Jazz. Find out more at markmillersubaru.com. 113 to 106 is your final. We'll get you some player sound, and we'll continue to break this one down next right here on the Jazz Radio Network. Jazz game night post game show here on the Jazz Radio Network. Jake Scott, coach Tim Lacombe. Jazz win tonight, one thirteen to one hundred six over the Chicago Bulls. Post game brought to you by our friends at Mark Miller Subaru, Utah's only negotiation free Subaru retailer, the official Subaru partner of the Utah Jazz. Find out more at markmillersubaru.com. Let's uh, let's get to your points in the paint. Brought to you by Serta Pro Painters. Call one eight hundred go Serta. Or visit certapro.com. That's certa with a C. We do painting. You do life. Tonight's points in the paint. Tim, you want to take a stab at it? Bulls. Bulls big. 68 to 40. Outscoring the Jazz in the paint tonight. A lot of those it seemed like uh, paint area non-restricted. A lot of floaters, that sort of thing. Floaters, and that's I told you that was Vuce, Vucevic territory. And also... 
that's Thad Young too. Thad Young's. A lot oh of that. yeah, yeah. A lot he of had that. a huge night. That's a lot of him. Yep, that is a lot of him. And give uh, like we did in the said in the first segment. Give him a lot of credit. Creative with the ball, finds a way to get to, to where he wants to get. Gets deep in the paint and uh, scored uh, kind of easily a lot tonight. Actually, yeah, crazy. They said he's been in the league fourteen years. Yeah, I couldn't believe that when they were talking about. Wow, that. seems amazing. I remember when he came out. You know, as a young guy, just and I almost wondered. I wonder if he's quite ready. Yeah, he was. Yeah. He did just fine for himself. Yeah, he's he's carved out a nice little career for himself, actually. Yeah, and it, and he's one of those guys, you know. He's a, he's a junkyard dog. He loves to play, and he he plays hard, tries to to make an impact. You know, those guys stick. Again, Thaddeus Young tonight had twenty five points on eleven of seventeen shooting, so he certainly was effective. He had uh, seven boards, three assists, and a steal to go along with it. So. You know, he's a guy who plays a role for them because they're not the, the toughest team in the world, and, and he plays tough. Yeah, they, they um, to me, they were way tougher tonight yes, than we I saw last game. You know, sure. and so you wonder how all this stuff, and part of that may be, you know, him on the floor with a little bit of size and marking and maybe off the floor coming in off the bench. Uh, they, they, they were way more tenacious tonight than the other night. Donovan Mitchell tonight had 26 points, 7 of 21 shooting, 2 of 9 from 3, but he was 10 of 10 at the line, 5 assists, 3 rebounds, uh, made some nice shots uh, there in the fourth quarter when the Jazz needed needed it. Made four in a row. He took four in a row. I think he made all four. Uh, But nice play down the stretch for Donovan as he continues to be their go-to guy in the clutch. And uh, let's now go down to the media room and hear from the man himself. Here's Donovan Mitchell. Hey, Donovan. We'll get our first question from John Kuhn, AP. Donovan, you guys had some trouble keeping them out of the paint tonight. Kind of what went on early in the game to cause that trouble? And how did you adjust as the game went on? Um, I think they were just, they came out aggressive. You know, they came out, you know, willing, wanting to get to the paint. You know, we did a lot of things that, you know, miscommunications or, Back doors, I think the stuff that we can clean up. I think and that's throughout the game went on. We did a solid job of it, but they still got into the paint at will. And, you know, it's going to happen some games, but it's just about how much can we limit, you know, limit it from happening. And, you know, we didn't really do too good of a job of it tonight, but we were able to adjust and, and figure out as the game went on. Eric Walden, Salt Lake Tribune. John, Chicago had a 10 nothing advantage in fast break points in the first half. Uh, you guys hold them to two post-halftime, but you only managed three yourselves the entire game. How did the struggles in transition kind of impact the outcome tonight? And, and um, I think – sorry, improve? go ahead. Sorry, and, and sorry, sorry. what improvement do you need to make there? Um, I think, you know, the biggest thing is, you know, they – as far as us getting back, we you know the times we were walking back, you know, watching the ball. The next thing you know, they take off, getting out and running – um, that's just on us to put, put emphasis on getting back on defense. Um, and as far as them, they, they got back in, on defense. You know, there was times where I was trying to attack and there was just nothing there, you know, and credit to them. They have athletic wings. They have, you know, Vooch down there. They have um, Patrick Williams. Like, yeah, guys that were there, and there wasn't really many gaps. You know, I tried one in the second half, and, you know, there just wasn't many ways to attack, you know. So I think that's – you got to give them credit too. Um, but, you know, we were able to adjust to that, you know, and play through that and understand that, you know, we can still win games like this, even though uh, no, it's Joe, um, even though we didn't necessarily get out on the break. Sarah Todd, Desert News. Don, uh, earlier when we talked today, I asked you about Davian Mitchell, and you said that you would hoped that he would win the Defensive Player of the Year. And actually, right before you talked to us, it was announced that he won Defensive Player of the Year. I was wondering if you had a, a chance to talk to him at all or just what your thoughts are on him actually. Sorry, actually what? What your thoughts are on him actually getting the award and if you'd talk to um, I hadn't, I hadn't spoken to him since this morning. Um, first off, congratulations to him. You know, I'll probably let him know that, but he, he deserves it. You know, he, he goes into, from the games I've seen, I haven't watched him much all year, but like the games that I've seen, he goes in and takes the challenge every night. Um, does it on both ends of the floor, man. He's, he's, he's a true talent. You know, he's going to be really good, you know, when he gets to the league, you know, and I think he just has that it factor, you know, that will to win and, you know, that plays into 
everything that he does, the effort, the energy, even when he's tired, he's there ready to guard the best player on uh, on each team. You know, so credit to him and congratulations. All right, that's all the time we have with you, Donovan. Thank you. All right, Donovan Mitchell tonight. Uh, I thought that was uh, interesting him talking about the transition offense and defense. He gave uh, Chicago a lot of credit for getting back and said that that was their issue when Chicago was on transition. Yeah, it, it, I actually was – I watched the game already in 7 minutes and 28 seconds, just the, the quick version. But uh, kind of saw a couple of plays that Donovan alluded to where transition defense begins as the shot's taken. Uh, everybody has a job to do, and – you know, this year Quinn's been pretty creative at maybe picking a certain guy to go to the glass. But if you're not going to the glass as that ball's released, you better be on a dead sprint back. And we saw a couple of things tonight where the ball's shot, and especially from the corner, because it's really hard to get back out of that corner. When that ball's shot out of the corner and guys have to be on a dead sprint, and if they, if they are standing and watching or walking back, they're going to get beat. And that's what, they, that's what happened to them tonight. The one thing I will echo with Quinn, I've never understood fast break points. I, I don't know what it means. I don't know if there's a fast break, like somebody, you know, like in Australian rules football where they got to look at each other and, and give the little uh, pistol sign like, yep. Yeah, I don't know what fast break points means, and, and I, I would love to know. I, I don't know if it's an arbitrary thing or if it's when there's – Nobody between them. I don't know. That'd be something I gotta. I gotta dig down on. I, I'm. I'm actually with you and coach on that one. I, there are games where I'll watch and the Jazz will be really running. And you go, okay. Well, let's let's get a look at those fast break points. And it's like two. Oh, well, I guess right. I don't know what I'm. Talking about. I guess I'll just stick to uh, the old eyeball test. I suppose. I don't if know. there's if there's somebody out there in the Twitterverse that actually knows, or if you just want to make some crazy, you know. De- definition for us. Go ahead and tweet at us because yeah. fire that it's on. It's getting in. late. I want to see what your fast. What honestly though? What is it? And who who determines it? Let's get some more player sound. Let's go back to the media room and hear from Boyan Bogdanovich. Hey Boyan, we'll get started with Andy Larson, Salt Lake Tribune. Hey, Bogey, uh, you, you had some offensive success in the the first part of the game and and kind of getting into the paint and doing your thing. Are you able to kind of get into feeling comfortable in your role early on in, in games by by doing that? I mean, even coaching staff are trying to trying to involve me in, a, in some kind of post up in a, in a mismatch to get a to get a good feeling for the for the game right on a on on a beginning. So yeah, I'm trying to I'm trying to find what what's work with me. I'm struggling with my shots. I'm trying to to post and get. Get close to basket and, and and try to to draw the foul or or shoot close to close the rim. Sir Todd, Deseret News. Wayon, you told us before that you enjoy a matchup with a guy who is either the same size as you or a little bit bigger, rather than someone who's smaller than you. What is it about those matchups? And uh, it looked like maybe against that young, you kind of enjoyed going at him a little bit more tonight. I mean, it's it's kind of kind of in my mind that I know that that no one's gonna help when I when I have someone my size guarding me on a on a block or even in in perimeter. So uh, we had a lot of situation in in uh, in last game in in Memphis that they were trying to double me and I was I was able to find to find Roy Royce and our our shooters on on perimeter. So so kind of no matter no matter who is guarding me, I gotta I gotta be aggressive and like I say, I'll try to I'll try to to go to post more more often if I have uh, opportunities. Eric Walden, Salt Lake Tribune. Well, how did you feel about uh, the job that you guys did in transition tonight on both ends? I mean, I think that we were we were not great on, on defensive transition. We we didn't we didn't use we didn't use our our fouls before the, before the bonus situation. So they had a lot of easy Easy buckets, but five on five, we were we were great. So I think overall our defense was solid. But yeah, you're right. I think that our our transition transition defense gotta gotta be better, and we gotta use our fouls better. Kristen Kenny, Jazz TV. Hey, there are some circus shots tonight. How would you rate that Mike Conley one? <laughs> he won the the All Star Challenge last year, right? Of the those, I don't know how you guys call them circus shots. So. 
so he's the he's the best one that from our team that he can he can make those so so credit to him last question andy larson salt lake tribune Okay, Quinn complimented your guys' late game execution on the offensive end. What did you like about it? I mean, we kind of we kind of find two three situations that works pretty well pretty well for us, especially with uh, Donovan Donovan and Mike playing those games over there on, on the top of the key with the with the Rudy. We are really executing well on the end of the game. So just putting the ball in in, in Mike and, and Donovan hands really really help all of us actually. All right, that's it. Thank you, Boyan. Boyan Bogdanovich had a nice night tonight. Uh, you heard his comments right there. He had 18 points, 8 of 15 shooting, 1 of 4 from 3. And I note the 3 because he talked about how he's working through some stuff and trying to get shots closer to the basket. And he's actually kind of rounding out his game a little bit as a result. He did some nice things tonight. It's hard when all you take are are threes, and when, especially when you're in a slump. You've got to find ways to see that ball go in the basket. We talk all the time about guys um, with, that are slumping, you know, find a way to get to the line. But Boyan's got that. Uh, seriously, he's got such a nice post-up game, and I think it's it's genius what Quinn's doing with him. Uh, I think there is always going to be with, with the defenders in the league, there's always going to be somebody you can, um, you know, get a switch and go at, and that's become a, a really good strategy. He did mention those two. They were back-to-back, those two possessions where – he made the crazy and one falling to his left from the junction. Boyan did. Yeah. And then the next time down, Mike gets kind of tied up by Levine and just, you know, fires it. It, it had a better chance of breaking the glass. It was going on such a trajectory, but banked in. Um, so those two shots were, they, they were fun. They were back to back and, you know, resulted in four points for the Jazz. Let's get to your master of the glass tonight, brought to you by Safe Light Auto Glass here for another great year of jazz basketball and proud to be the preferred auto glass partner of the Utah Jazz. Safe Light Auto Glass is also proud to present this year's Master of the Glass Rebound program at the end of the regular season. Safe Light will donate $5 to United Way of Utah for each rebound secured by this year's team rebound leader. Tim, tonight, master of the glass is... Rudy Gobert. Rudy Gobert. 13 boards tonight for Rudy. Two offensive rebounds. Uh, shout out to Bogdanovich. Uh, he had eight rebounds tonight. You mentioned it earlier in the show. He was uh, he was working hard on that glass. I like to see it. Uh, you know, we, Royce has really made a great effort. He had uh, six rebounds tonight. But Boyan, more he can help on that because he's big. And, you know, he's got the ability to go get some too. Nice to see him get eight tonight. Want to remind you about our friends at Mark Miller Subaru, Utah's only negotiation-free Subaru retailer, the official Subaru partner of the Utah Jazz. Learn more at markmillersubaru.com. Your final score, 113 to 106. We'll get you more player sound coming up next. Stay tuned. It's the Jazz Radio Network. It's a Jazz Game Night post game show here on the Jazz Radio Network, brought to you by our friends at Mark Miller Subaru, Utah's only negotiation free Subaru retailer. Jake Scott, Coach Tim, will come with you. 113 to 106 is your final. The Jazz have won eight in a row. They beat the Chicago Bulls one. Well, I just mentioned 113 to 106. I apologize. Let's get to your three point feature, sponsored by Mountain America Credit Union, helping members achieve their financial dreams. For more than 80 years tonight, the Jazz 13 of 36, not the three-point shooting night we've kind of become accustomed to, 36.1%. Uh, they were led tonight by Joe Ingles, who was three of three, Jordan Clarkson, three of seven, Mike Conley, three of eight, Donovan Mitchell, two for nine, <clears throat> excuse me, Bogdanovich, one for four, and uh, George Niang coming off the bench, uh, one for three. Tell you what, Joe Ingles just takes him and makes him, doesn't he? He takes him and makes him. And then he tells the dude about it on the way down the floor. Uh, I love tonight, uh, Valentine, and he got kind of got tied up with a ball. And I was actually down. Coach Rose came to the game tonight, so I was down talking to him for a minute. And, and Joe and Valentine got tangled up with the ball. And Joe did the old, like, hand him the ball, like, really hard in his chest. I just I love all the gamesmanship from Joe. But um, all that being said, he, he's an absolute sniper right now. He's shooting the ball great. Nice to see him have a good night. 
Yeah, still flirting around 50% from the field, which, uh, or not from the field, excuse me, from three, which is just unheard of. And um, what, uh, Kyle Korver, I think, did it for the first time a few years ago with the Hawks. I don't know if anybody's done it since. I uh, I should dig into that before I I, uh, I continue to talk about it. But uh, Joe Ingles is just magnificent. I'm trying to bring up his, his updated three-point stats. Uh, currently, 48.7% from three. They did a nice – tonight was in the arena was uh, autism awareness. Um, and Joe, they did a nice, really nice video. Uh, Vivint sponsored it. But uh, of Joe, you know, obviously his story. Um, and it was it was really well done. And you just, uh, you know, you, you know every day what, what Joe's days are like and what he's dealing with. And it's just uh, – it's an inspiration for sure. Well, his shoes were certainly cool. I love those. Yeah, those are great. Those are great. Uh, if you didn't see, they had the puzzle pieces and then uh, I believe a picture of Joe's son, Jacob. Yes. Uh, I hope I'm getting that name right. I think I am. Uh, but I thought that was really, really cool. Yeah, it was. It was. everything was really well done. And uh, it's awesome to have, you know, different, th- different nights that we can honor and support uh, people that are, are dealing with stuff that's, you know, more difficult than the norm. And for, for those folks out there that may not know about this, our studio is right next to the sensory room, which they built uh, a couple of years ago to help with uh, with kids with autism, maybe coming from the game and need to, you know, get out of the commotion a little bit. Really cool. Really cool stuff. All right, let's, uh, let's get some more sound. Let's go back down to the media room and hear from Rudy Gobert. Hey, Rudy. We'll get started here. First question will be from Eric Walden, Salt Lake Tribune. Hey, Rudy, would you uh, kind of evaluate how you feel like the team did in transition on both ends tonight? Um, I think the turnovers kind of hurt us on that end. You know, we, especially in the first half, we gave them a few layups that, uh, you know, if we, if we get a good shot uh, or if we don't turn it over, uh, you know, they don't get. So obviously, uh, that impact transition defense. And then uh, first half also, you know, I think we, there's a lot of times when we could have uh, sprinted back and uh, we kind of slow to turn around and jogging back or we're kind of hanging around for offensive rebound, but we, we don't get it. So we have to then sprint and we late. But yeah, I think we did a better job in the second half, um, you know, and, uh, but most importantly, the turnovers. Next up, Kristen Kenny, Just TV. Hey, Coach has commented a couple times about the toughness of Boyan and how he's one of the toughest guys. What do you see as far as that? I mean, and then in a night like this, I mean, he's just really crashing the boards. I like the way he was aggressive tonight. Um, you know, I, I feel like when he's, uh, you know, not thinking, uh, you know, I think when he's just shooting his shots and uh, and on the post, you know, what, he, what he's able to create for us, it's been, uh, it's been great. So when he's... When he's just playing and, uh, you know, he's able to have a great impact for us. And we keep telling him to keep shooting. No matter if it's 0 for 10, you know, it doesn't happen a lot, but just got to keep shooting. And uh, he has the confidence of everybody in the room to, you know, keep shooting the ball. Tony Jones, The Athletic. Rudy, when a team, um, you know, is kind of switching and playing drop big, kind of in the same possession, how do you guys adjust to that? And, uh, and, and is that something that, you know, you guys feel that you'll see down the line? I mean, we've seen kind of pretty much everything. You know, teams feel like when they uh, when they black or when they have a, a big drop, uh, they're a little more successful. But I feel like we, we've got better at taking that. You know, I think uh, it's really on, on all of us to realize that what we want is put pressure on the rim and, uh, and, and get the threes, you know, and, uh, you know, whatever the coverage is, you know, it's, it's on, uh, it's on all of us to, uh, find a way to, whether it's with the drive or with the pass, you know, to, to put that pressure on the rim. And, uh, and I think, you know, uh, even if you, in the past, blacking gave us trouble. I feel like right now, uh, we all get a lot better, you know, and, uh, I feel like I'm better uh, attacking it, and uh, you know, and uh, I think our chemistry with the guards really makes it in a way that uh, if teams want to go black, uh, we should punish them. John Kuhn, AP. 
Rudy, looking at the first three quarters, Chicago scored 58 points in the paint. The final quarter, they scored 10 points in the paint. And you guys actually outscored them in the paint in the fourth quarter. What did you do defensively in the fourth quarter that that really kind of shut things down in the paint where they'd been getting so much more through the first three quarters? I think, first of all, not giving them layups in transition helped. Uh, you know, I, I don't know how many points in the paint they score on half court, but I think probably less. I think Teddy Strong had a really good game. Uh, he gave us a little trouble inside. But for the most part, you know, I think they, they took the shots that we wanted them to take. Uh, you know, we tried to do uh, a good job on Zach and, uh, and, uh, and, and on Vucevic. And, uh, you know, and then uh, for, for the most part, for us, he was getting those rebounds. You know, so uh, I think we did a great job down the stretch. And, you know, when, we, when it was time to lock in, our physicality was a little better. And it was harder for them to, to score inside. Andy Larson, Salt Lake Tribune. Rudy, we haven't had a chance to ask you about what happened earlier in the week with the plane, and I'm just curious what your reaction was when all that happened, and kind of how you took it, how you, yeah, how you reacted to that that course of events. Uh, I mean, never, I flew a lot of planes in my life, you know, and uh, that was the first time that happened, uh, and uh, I was trying to stay calm, you know. I think. Uh, you know, in those situations, when you when you panic, it doesn't help anyone. You know, so I was telling myself that it wasn't my time. I, I had more, you know, more things to accomplish, more kids to help. So I, I was trying to tell myself that, and uh, you know, I was just asking questions to the flight attendant to just try to have more information. But uh, it was scary. You know, it was scary because there was about you know five ten minutes when we didn't have any information. You know, the plane was sounding like he wasn't doing great and uh you know and the pilots were trying to you know uh check everything and and plan the you know the next move and you know i think they trained for that you know i think uh you know uh they did a great job and we are grateful for you know their their poise and you know that's why it's not everyone can not anyone can be a pilot real quick when uh donovan when you guys found out that he wasn't going to be on that second plane, did you guys send him kind of messages of support, kind of knowing what he, you know, his fear of flying and, and that kind of thing? Yeah, for sure. I mean, you know, I, I try to convince him. I, I try to convince him, but, uh, you know, uh, everyone's emotions are different. You know, everyone's experiences are different. And, uh, you know, if uh, if a human being is not comfortable, uh, you know, doing something, uh, you know, it's, uh, it's not anyone that can judge, you know, I think, uh, you know, we know that he wants to be out there with us every night. And, uh, you know, if he wasn't in the right state of mind, you know, it's, you know, it's, it's his freedom and his choice. Christos Saltos, Ordine out of Greece. No, Rudy, congratulations on the win and the performance. What did you Thank notice you. as your biggest growth as a team this season? And what kind of boost do you get about, from uh, wins like this? I think from every game, you know, there's a way for us to to improve, whether we win or we lose. Uh, I think we we really gain maturity, you know, over the season, uh, being able to attack all kind of coverages. You know, we've seen it all, uh, black, like we just talked about, blitz, uh, the big back, the big up. You know, we kind of we kind of seen it all, and I think you know uh, it's great for us to be able to. Uh, get through some tough games, you know, when we, we kind of struggle a little bit and we, you know, we learn, we learn. And the goal for us is really uh, when playoff times comes, we're ready for any, any kind of coverage, anything. And we, we train to, you know, overcome anything. And I think we have a, we have a group that, uh, you know, is still learning, you know, I think our chemistry is amazing, but I, I think, you know, it, it can get even better. And, uh, and obviously, the key for us is the defense, and uh, we we can see that all the stretches when we lose games is because of our defense. And uh, I feel like we've been really uh, locked in defensively the last the last uh, the last few weeks. Last question, follow up from Kristen Kenny. Rudy, there were a lot of circus shots tonight for you guys. Um, what do you think about Mike Conley? How would you rate his? Which one was it? His circus shot, like you, he went. 
like around and then up. Do you remember? <laughs> That's a crazy trick yeah. shot. I wish someone could show me the, the video because I don't. Oh, okay. You'll see it online. Maybe I wasn't looking or something. I was, <laughs> I missed it. But Mike has been doing this every game. So, you know, I, I missed this one. You had your own shot. He had his own too. Yeah. I'm a lefty. People, not a lot of people know that. <laughs> All right. That's oh, it. You guys Thank you, I love that for Rudy. Why are you laughing? Because Rudy, a lot of people don't know this, is left-handed. And Rudy did make his own uh, trick shot tonight. He shoots those uh, free throws and everything right-handed, but Rudy's actually a left-handed guy. Everybody kind of chuckled that he's like, no, I'm I'm really left-handed. What are you laughing about? (laughs) Yeah, what are you laughing? I'm left-handed. Well, well, I'm going to say I'm guilty because I didn't know that. You know what? I didn't know it either until a really, uh, like, uh, it was with Gordon. And I said, Gordon, he's right-handed. I've been watching him shoot free throws forever. And then... Lo and behold, they booked it up or proved it to me or whatever, and I thought, I'll be darned. He's left-handed. So if he's playing baseball, he's in the left. I mean, probably hitting left and throwing left and throwing left, the whole deal. That's pretty uh, impressive. Yeah, so (laughs) that's kind of – and you know what? Interestingly enough, Mike Connolly's the same way. I didn't know that. Yeah, because that was the big storyline when he won the horse competition because he was making all those lefty shots. Yeah, it's pretty interesting how he he will shoot – either hand really based on what the what where the space is you know on those floaters and such yeah that's pretty interesting that's good Rudy going no not, why are you laughing I'm, I'm he's really uh, he's amphibious <laughs> Rudy tonight was uh was awesome I mean uh, you look at his stats and they were great but uh, they can't tell the whole story of Rudy as always 19 points 13 rebounds six of seven shooting seven of eight from the line two block shots and just completely impacted the game uh, while on the floor. Vucevic uh, and Thaddeus Young, different players when Rudy was out there and when he wasn't. Yeah, and that's, uh, you know, you start to see a lot of that this year. When when Rudy leaves the floor, it's almost like the attack of the rim begins. And, you know, Derek, you know, is he's a good defender, but he's just not the best defender in the league. And so when guys see Rudy sit down, you know, that's their opportunity to get it deep or to drive it and, um, you, you just can't say enough superlatives about Rudy defensively. Uh, I love that he actually alluded to the fact that he feels like the guys are locked in the last couple of weeks because I do too. I think that's really been the difference in kind of them sputtering out of the break and then winning these eight in a row. All right, should we get to our stat nuggets for tonight? Our sure. friend Tyson Ewing of AT&T Sportsnet, who does stats for the TV broadcast, sends us a few nuggets for the postgame. We look forward to it every night. Um, the, the obvious one first, he says, he says, Utah has now won a franchise record 21 consecutive games at home. The jazz are 21 and O at Vivint arena in the year 2021. The jazz have now won eight consecutive home game, uh, have now won eight straight games. They now have the top three winning streaks in the NBA this season, 11, nine and eight. How about that? That that's all you got to say. I mean, best team in the league. Uh, let's see here. Utah had just four stops through Chicago's first 20 possessions. They then had two straight to close, uh, two straight to close the game. So, uh, I, he's, he said, you got to figure out a better way to word this, but four, uh, stops through the first 20 possessions. Wow. And then, uh, two straight to close out the game to keep it within distance. So it's that, it's that mindset, right? And yep. we saw Rudy get the block, the save, you know, those things are really important. Getting stops. These guys are important. Tonight was the 54th straight game with 10 plus three pointers. That is now the third longest streak in NBA history. Uh, this is only the 10th time in franchise history where they have made at least 25 free throws and shot 95% or better this was the first time since March 5th, 2016, when they also shot 26 of 27, then at New Orleans. Isn't that the thing Gordon's always talking about with you? Free throws? Yeah, he does talk about that quite a bit. And how important they're going to be uh-huh. in the playoffs. They are. Well, if they can get the line 27 times to make 26 of them, not bad. Check. Uh, the Jazz had just 16 assists tonight. This is the fewest assists in a win since November 11th, 2019 when they had lost their last five games when assisting less than 16 times. Wow. That's interesting. I didn't, I didn't realize that. I thought, I thought we had a couple other lower assist nights tonight or this year when they lost, but apparently not. 
Uh, let's see here. Uh, this is only the second game all year long. The Jazz did not have a player score at least 10 points in a quarter. We were just talking about yeah, this one. Yeah, we got that one on the uh, on the opposite side. Uh, the And uh, just to remind everybody, the Jazz have had nine different players score at least 10 and a quarter this year, which is still a pretty mind-blowing stat. That is it, definitely. All right, and we'll wrap it up with this one. Uh, in his 270th career game, Donovan Mitchell became the second fastest player in NBA history to hit 703 pointers. Buddy healed his first in 269 games. Donovan at 270 and Steph Curry in 276. Wow. Good company. Pretty good company. Pretty good company. Donovan made that one just off the bounce deep right in Levine's grill. That was that was a beautiful shot. And on a side note, because Gordon always tells me I never admit uh, when I'm wrong, uh, Buddy Heald is a lot better pro than I thought he would be. I definitely do, too. I thought maybe he'd be kind of akin, you know, how he kind of got that same deal Jimmer did. And I kind of wondered, you know, I wonder if this is just going to be a guy who is kind of a flash and then, but no, he's, he's stuck and he's done a good job. Not the case. Nope. And you wondered when Sacramento had to trade Boogie Cousins if they would get back value, and you saw Buddy Hield and go, oh, well, maybe he'll pan out. He's really good. He's better than Boogie. Yeah, he's a lot better than Boogie. That's that's for sure. All right, want to remind you about our friends at Mark Miller Subaru, Utah's only negotiation-free Subaru retailer and the official Subaru partner of the Utah Jazz. Learn more at markmillersubaru.com. We'll get Coach Lacombe's final thoughts on this one coming up next. 113 to 106 is your final. It's the Jazz Radio Network. High pick and roll Donovan, goes away from the pick, attacks the basket, pops with the right hand, hammer! Oh, Donovan! Wow! David Locke right there, your call of the game. Brought to you by Larry H. Miller Dealerships for service, sales, and selection. LHMauto.com, driven by you. Your final tonight, the Jazz have won eight consecutive games, 21 straight home games. They beat the Bulls 113 to 106. Jake Scott, coach Tim Lacombe with you. Post game brought to you by our friends Mark Miller Subaru, Utah's only negotiation free Subaru retailer and the official uh, Subaru partner of the Utah Jazz. Learn more at markmillersubaru.com. Uh, just a quick review of the stats if you're just joining us. Uh, Donovan Mitchell led the way tonight for the Jazz, 26 points. 10 of those coming at the line tonight. 10 and 10 from at the line for Donovan. Five assists, three boards. Uh, Rudy Gobert, 19 points, three rebounds, couple of blocks. He was great tonight, six of seven from the field, seven of eight from the line. Jordan Clarkson with 19 coming in off the bench on six of 13 shooting. Bogdanovich had 18 for the Bulls. They were led by Thaddeus Young, who had 25 points, 11 of 17 shooting, doing a lot of that damage in the fourth quarter. He had seven boards and three assists. Zach Levine with 23 points on 10 of 22 shooting to lead the way for the Bulls. You and I were both a little surprised. Surprised Billy Donovan didn't put Zach Levine back in the game in the fourth quarter till right around three minutes. And hey, maybe I missed something, but uh, that seemed uh, curious to me because the Bulls had it within striking distance a couple of times. I wonder if they had him on a minutes like there was a minute restriction for him tonight. Something. It, it wasn't been, foul trouble. He only had no, one foul. It had to have been that because I thought the same thing. They cut it to six, and. Uh, and he's sitting over there, and I'm thinking, now's the time. And even when he came in, he made an impact. It was just immediately. I yeah. think he scored five straight points. Right. So it had to have been because he was questionable, right? And yeah. warmed yeah. up, decide if he's going to go. I would imagine they put a number on him. That that makes some sense. All right, Coach Lacombe, let's get some final thoughts from you before we close the book on this one. The the Jazz are, are they're right back at you know where we've seen them. A couple of times, eight wins in a row, as you mentioned, the three longest win streaks, 11, 9, and 8. Um, and, That's crazy. That's amazing. And I do believe, you know, if you go back and look at the numbers, it's when they're really, really good defensively, um, you know, for, for games at a time where they have the ability to have a couple of spurts like they did the end of the first half and at the end of the third quarter. Um, if the energy and effort is there defensively, they're going to have those breakout offensive uh, opportunities, and that's what makes this team really, really special. I still say um, that this team, you know, I think they're still growing defensively, which is scary for the league because they are fourth in the league right now in defense. So uh, with Rudy out there playing the way he's playing, everybody else buying in, um, we're, we're getting down here close to the wire, man. This is, uh, this is a big deal. The Jazz continue to win 
um, undefeated at home in 2021. And we're fighting for that first, you know, that first spot in the entire league. How exciting could it be, really, with playoffs coming and, and home court advantage throughout the whole thing? Hey, and Phoenix is red hot, too. So, yeah, they're playing great. Yeah, they're playing great basketball. So the Jazz need all these wins. There's, there's no doubt. How about the Suns? A huge story in the NBA this year. And it's funny because I didn't think much of them until we saw them early. And I watched them guard, you know. And then the other piece that's really interesting with them is Chris Paul. I think he's made a huge, huge impact, um, you know, just on everybody there. Uh, but his, you know, his contribution last year in Oklahoma City, he's a winner. And he just he wins wherever he goes. Yep. Alpha Dog, too, gets, gets those guys to fall in line and, and some good habits as well. So, Phoenix, no doubt, red hot. All right, we want to say big thanks to David Locke, Ron Boone, calling all the action tonight. Great job. Thanks to Andrew Sorensen, our broadcast assistant. Thanks to Alex Lundberg, Lundy, executive producer of Jazz Game Night. Thanks to Mark Miller, Subaru, Utah's only negotiation-free Subaru retailer and title sponsor of Jazz Game Night post-game show. Coach Lacombe, thank you, sir. Thank you, and rest easy. I will see you tomorrow afternoon. Next up, the Jazz take on the Orlando Magic right here in this building. Uh, Tip-off will be at 7 o'clock. Pre-game will begin at 6. And, of course, you'll hear it all right here on the Jazz Radio Network.